Hey everyone, welcome back to Jumpstart. I'm Kim Venegas and I'm here today to share a book by Natalie Wexler. Natalie collaborated with Judith Hockman on The Writing Revolution, the most no-nonsense approach to teaching writing that I've seen so far. Natalie's own book is called The Knowledge Gap. Last week, I talked about how many of our kids don't have any BK or background knowledge. I'm a big fan of Natalie for writing the book as well as the ideas that she brings forth. So we know education is full of initiatives from people that are outside the classroom. Most of it is politicized to the left or to the right. There's too much formal testing that provides conflicting data. Millions of dollars have been spent over the last several decades on education reform, yet we have not seen the improvement everyone expected. We have more technology than ever before, mostly due to the COVID-19 pandemic when computers were handed out to each student K-12. We also have a variety of computer software programs, both for practice and for testing. Screens and more screens, yet no improvement in what, tech, in what students can do and what they know. As of publication in 2019, two-thirds of American students were scoring below proficient in their reading skills. Natalie has figured it out. It makes sense to me. It feels right. The first story she tells is about a first-grade classroom where the learning for the day is text features. Never mind the content of what the kiddos are learning. They must identify text features. In another neighborhood across town, Another teacher is teaching six-year-olds what it means to find the main idea, to infer, and why it is important to summarize. This doesn't feel right to Natalie or to me, and maybe not to you. Mostly we teach math and reading in the early grades. We continue with a focus on math and reading because they are tested in the intermediate grades. In many districts across the U.S., social studies and science are held off until fourth grade or fifth grade. Often by this time, our students are disengaged from learning. Learning the skills of how to read without becoming excited in social studies or science, they've just tuned out. Because reading is a set of skills that can be taught completely disconnected from content, they often are. One day, students are underlining the main idea about dolphins. The next day, they are finding details to support the main idea about sedimentary rocks. And the day after that, they're summarizing a nonfiction text about how chocolate is made. This is often the content some students are getting. It's a fractured fairy tale about a dolphin who lives on a sedimentary rock eating chocolate, and our kids cannot connect the dots. We know that new learning must connect to older knowledge in the brain in order to stick. Many teachers use travel as a way to continue learning about the world. I know teachers who've grown up near volcanoes and walked inside of European castles. Others have ziplined through the trees in the rainforest and looked into a sloth's lazy eyes. They've watched cattle walk into a slaughterhouse and given baby lambs their vaccines. They've likely traveled to many states around the U.S. Many teachers are also lifelong learners, curious about the world and how it works. I visited Costa Rica and seen the cacao pods growing, I've cracked them open on a block of wood and scooped out the slimy beans. Many students won't get to Costa Rica, but how engaged could they be if I share this experience with them? Could they learn about manufacturing chocolate candy from a video? And of course, with a Hershey bar as a snack to go along. The American Federation of Teachers clarifies the intent of the Common Core. The standards define what students need to know. They do not define what students should teach or how students should learn. 
Curriculum is left to districts and school boards. Principals and teachers may have a voice in choosing between options, but you have to always remember no curriculum is going to fit all the needs in your classroom. The best understanding of what works in the classroom comes from us, the teachers who are in the classrooms. Teachers can continue to devise lesson plans and tailor instruction to the needs of students in the classrooms. For more clarification on Common Core, because I kind of want to let that that topic go, uh, go ahead and Google AFT, American Federation of Teachers, and Debunking the Common Core Myths. Let's visit science standards for first grade students and see what we could bring to kids. Solids and liquids, offspring of living things, are similar to the parent organisms. The social studies standards introduce maps and globes to students, family and community, traditions and holidays, spending and saving. I see a lot of possibility here for some short, intensive lessons on locating directions of northwest, south, and east, creating a T-chart of solids and liquids that students know, drawing their family and describing each of the family members, writing about their favorite holiday and discussing the differences between different holidays and how different cultures celebrate a holiday. What do we spend money on? Why should we save money? What happens if we spend more than we have? Remember, exposure, not mastery. As students move up to second grade, they study the structure of living things, weather and its impacts on humans and the environment, and non-living parts of a habitat. What are goods and services? The differences between what people want and what people need. Job choices and leaders of the community. Wow, a lot of content that isn't showing up in classrooms. Students could draw ants and spiders and discuss the differences between them. Where does a bird live and what does it need to survive? What clothes do you wear in different weather? We all have wants and needs. Which of those are more important? Who are people in the community that we respect? What types of jobs are there? Can you bring in a community worker? Think of the standards as being content rich. Go there to find the short ideas. Again, exposure, not mastery. In second grade, my youngest son learned about the land rush by dressing up as a cowboy and pulling his wagon to a spot he claimed on a hill. In fifth grade, my third son learned about immigrants by role-playing, using a passport, visiting the health stations, and crowding into a small boat with others he didn't know. Fifth grade students can learn about and present information about famous people in history while dressed in a costume, a wax museum of sorts. Third graders do investigations about the most germy parts of a school using damp bread and Q-tips. Second graders created a product and a business. They learned about product, cost, and profit. They constructed businesses out of simple materials and set up their businesses in the gym. Students visited each business and exchanged play money for a product. Fourth graders invested their family, investigated their family heritage and prepared a presentation for their class, complete with food, location, national costumes, and language. We held science fairs in our library for fourth and fifth graders as they learned about physical, biological, and consumer science. In our classroom, we investigated the best toilet paper, comparing strength, cost, and its ability to break down in water. In The Knowledge Gap, the author describes a study in which students both took a comprehension test about baseball. So this group was made, there were two groups that took this test. One may have been readers who were higher readers but knew nothing about baseball. 
The second group were uh, more of a set of struggling readers, but they knew their background on baseball. And what I wanted you to know is that even if they were lower readers, they had a better understanding of the text. They had background knowledge of the game of baseball. I believe content is important. I believe teachers cannot choose only their favorite topics to teach, of course, because then we would leave more gaps in our students' knowledge. The standards can provide content that students need to know about and will want to learn. Without content driving our teaching, our lessons are going to seem random and disconnected. I encourage you to engage your students with content just a little bit here and there. Remember, it's exposure, it's not mastery. You'll be providing something for more learning to stick to. Thanks for listening. Please tell other colleagues about our podcast and I'll talk to you soon.